Starks. They are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Chance does it. He's out. Oh, please. What a catch. That's insane. Oh, my. That may be one of the great throws ever made. Moving to his left. Can the receivers get part of downfield? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Come. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. Our mission statement is to bring you weekly bold predictions for the Packers, the NFL, and once in a while, some college football. My name is Nathan Spooner, and I am your host. And I would like you to consider this thought. Bold predictions are kind of like Hail Marys. Sometimes you just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. Although sometimes Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys are a little more accurate than my predictions. Well, we took a week off for week nine. New baby was born into the family. Our first child, my wife and I. So little baby Spooner. So we are excited to welcome her in. Wish we could have welcomed her into a victory in week nine against the Patriots, but that didn't happen. But because of her birth on October 31st, yes, Halloween baby, uh, we were not able to get an episode out before the Patriots game. So we don't have anything to recap from that. And we didn't get a chance even to recap the Rams game, really. Uh, so we, But we won't spend time doing that. So we're just going to move right along into predictions for the Dolphins game. Your predictions and my predictions. And I would like to start off by announcing something new. We got a new thing here, a hotline for you guys to reach out to us and make your bold predictions. And you can leave a voicemail and we can get those into the actual recording. So your voices can literally be heard. Let me give that number to you guys. I actually was able to snag up a Green Bay, Wisconsin number. And so you can give us a call. Give the show a call. The Rogers Hail Mary podcast call. 920-770-2117. That's 920-770-2117. Leave us a message. Send us a text message. Give us your thoughts, your predictions, questions, anything about the Packers is welcome. Try to keep the cussing to a minimal, if none at all. That'd be preference for my show here. So we would appreciate that if you could do that. And just uh, excited to be able to have you guys reach out to me and give us your thoughts through yet another medium besides Twitter. All right. So Packers, Dolphins. The Packers come into this game nine and a half point favorites. It's a 325 Central time, 425 Eastern start. So uh, later in the afternoon game, 
Personally, I prefer the earlier game myself, the Nooners, if we're going to do it in the afternoon. But uh, that's what we got. So, the Dolphins are 5-4. and four. The Packers are 3-4-1 and one now. And both teams are looking at a possible playoff push here. The Dolphins, though, they're without their starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. They got Brock Osweiler in. And their hopes, if Tannehill doesn't come back soon... Their hopes of making the playoff are very minimal. Then the Dolphins' defense. The only person really that scares us on this defense would be Cameron Wake and Minka Fitzpatrick, who has looked pretty good as a rookie this year. Other than that, there's not too much to be afraid of on this defense. They do have a starting corner. Uh, I was just looking at his name. Now it slipped my mind. But uh, he'll, he'll possibly be shadowing, shadowing Adams, but they also play a lot of zone defense, so we'll see how that goes. But there's not really much else to be worried about here. They do force a lot of turnovers, but also we know Rodgers doesn't give the ball away very often. And also four of their turnovers last week came against Sam Darnold of the Jets. They picked him off four times, so I don't see Rodgers doing that. So I don't see turnovers being an issue for the Packers offense this game unless we make our own boneheaded mistakes like we have the last couple weeks. So what do I have Rodgers doing then? The Packers are obviously nine and a half point favorites, so we're not the only ones that thinks that the Packers are going to put up some points. I have Rodgers going for 400 yards in this game and getting four touchdowns. This is a chance for the Packers to get their get-right game for the offense down now before the gauntlet of our schedule comes up. Just this Sunday, we got the Dolphins. Then we go the very next Thursday, just a few days late, four days later, to Seattle. Then we get a little bit of a break there and possibly... Have the Sunday night game against the Vikings in Minnesota. So two tough games there. Then we have the Cardinals at home. Should be a good one for the Packers to pick up a W. Then we have the Falcons coming to Green Bay. Falcons have been hit and miss. Hopefully in on December the 9th is when they'll be coming to town. Hopefully that'll be a little colder game. Maybe that game could be flexed later into the day so it's even colder yet. That would be good and helpful. Then we go to Chicago. Then to New York and play the Jets. And then we have the Lions at home. So a lot of these games are winnable. And the way the Packers have also been playing, a lot of these games are losable, unfortunately. So we'll have to just see what is going to happen to us. So very important that we get our offense right against the Dolphins here. So I have Rodgers going for 400 yards and getting four touchdowns. Already that gets us to 28 points that the Packers are going to score. But I'm not done with the scoring yet. I also have Jones putting up 100 yards. And getting one touchdown, that gives us 35, but I'm not done yet. I think that with Jones fumbling last week, I don't expect McCarthy to punish him too much for that. He's the best ball carry. He's got to get the ball, and he's got to get it a little bit more often. Yes, Jones got more carries last week, but as a whole, the run running game didn't see very many touches. It was still very minimal. I know the Packers were down... Actually, they weren't really down. They were down by no more than 10 points for most of the game and had the game tied at 17. And we were running the ball pretty good until Jones fumbled it. But I expect the Packers to be able to get give the ball. They I, I shouldn't say I expect them to. They need to give the Jones the ball just about five times more at least is what I'm hoping for. Adams, I have him going for 100 yards and a touchdown. I expect him to... Like Rodgers wants the ball forced to him more. I expect him to get the ball more. Then 
As we know, Geronimo Allison has been placed on IR, so MVS has secured his spot as at least the number three wide receiver on the team for the rest of the year. And also, Randall Cobb has been limited in practice most of the week. So I think and expect Marquez Valdez-Scantling to be a pseudo two on the wide receiver depth chart. So I'm looking for him to get 100 yards, and yes, he's going to get two touchdowns. That's probably my biggest one of my biggest bold predictions of the week is the two touchdowns for MVS. Look for him and Rodgers to make some big connections in this game. Then I have Jimmy Graham also getting that fourth touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. The Dolphins are not good against tight ends and running backs, but do we expect it? Well, let's hope to expect at least that McCarthy can game plan for something and get it right here that he can see the trends of the Dolphins' defense and get the ball to Jimmy Graham, to Jones out of the backfield or Williams out of the backfield. I don't care which one. Just get the ball to one of them out of the backfield. Let's see some screen plays. Remember a time when Brett Favre to Dorsey Levin's screen plays or Amon Green's screen plays were huge parts of the offense? And then Ryan Grant even a little bit after that? Yeah, we haven't seen much of that this year. Not that I can recall. It used to be one of the Packers' bread and butter plays. It'd be nice to get back to some of that. We have the ability to do that. It will help Rodgers. It will help our offensive line. It will just, I think, take help take our offense to the next level. So hopefully we can see that, those screen plays. Not so much those wide receiver screens. I'd rather see a running back screen, personally. Especially not wide receiver screens to Randall Cobb, please, no. Then getting the ball to Jimmy Graham is going to be key to this game for the offense. He could even exceed 100 yards. I'm not predicting it. I wanted to at first, but I'm not going to. But look for him to have a big game. Then over down the defense with Tremont Williams moving into safety. Lots of talk about how he did against the Patriots. I would say you could give him an average grade, maybe B- minus grade on his performance. But I'm going to say that this game with Brock Osweiler throwing the ball and him in that safety position, I think he finally gets his first interception of the year. So Williams gets a pick. I'm also going to give Jair Alexander an interception in this game as well. So at least two interceptions Brock Osweiler is going to give up. And my gut wanted to give Alexander a pick six, but I took it away. So if Alexander gets a pick six, tweet me up, text our hotline, call our hotline, 920-770-2117 and just tell me what a big fool I am for messing that up and I should have predicted it and I decided not to if Alexander does get that pick six. Then I have Kenny Clark getting two sacks. The offensive line for the Dolphins, they are actually stronger a little bit on the left. So look for Kenny Clark up the middle to be able to make some hay, cause some havoc. I think you could even see Daniels picking up a sack as well in this game. I didn't put that down for predictions, but I think we get more than two sacks in this game. And again, it's coming from the middle, though. It would be nice to be able to see some edge pressure. Maybe Clay Matthews can get going in this game as well. He likes to come off the right. That's the weaker side of the Dolphins' offensive line. That would be really nice. Then let's look at your guys' predictions. I actually didn't get very much response. Maybe it's my fault because I missed a week last week, so I didn't get very much response on your guys' bold predictions. So let me get those real quick for you guys. Got really two responses here. And we asked two prediction questions. What your Dolphins games projections are and the predictions are. And then what's going to happen with McCarthy at the end of the year. We'll just briefly touch on McCarthy because it is the middle of the year. We don't really know anything at this point. But 
I had a thought, and since I've had the thought, kind of backed off on it, but I'll give it to you guys anyways. Um, so first, though, let's look at at George Nicholas underscore one said a few times we thought McCarthy was on his way out, but to me, it feels like whatever he does, he won't get fired. More chance of him leaving to go elsewhere by choice. So there's your thought on that, that maybe it'll be a mutual parting. It won't necessarily be a firing by the end of the year. We'll see. But he says, we'll beat the Dolphins by 14 to 17 points. So there's your prediction on that. Then also a thought of who, from him, who would replace McCarthy. He said he'd love to see Sean McVay because he plays aggressive in offense and think he would link up well with Mike Pettin. Uh, he also thinks maybe Kyle Shanahan is a more realistic target though. Then at Jess H underscore 19 says that uh, McDaniels, He's young and could fix a stale offense as well. So those are the only predictions we really got from you guys today. But we thank you for those and hope to see more of you guys respond next week. Again, respond through Twitter or send us a voice message or text message to 920-770-2117. Now my thoughts on the Mike McCarthy situation is I think he's going to go and I think I would like to see Mike Daniels, Mike Daniels, I mean Josh McDaniels, come in and take over the reins. A lot of people don't like that idea. He's had a couple head coaching opportunities and they have not been good. But I think the Packers would be a different situation for him. I think it would be the most talent he's ever coached, when he's head coach that is anyway. And I think Rodgers will respect him because Brady respects him. And Belichick respects him. So I think that would be a good mashup right there. And the only problem I see with that, though, is there is the likelihood of him being the next guy in waiting in New England. That, and I've heard this said elsewhere, I believe, on the uh, Lockdown Packers podcast, that they could have an agreement. That's why he didn't go to Indianapolis to be the coach, is that they told him that as soon as Belichick and Brady are gone, the job is yours. And maybe he liked the idea of that. And that's why he stayed. We're not sure. So that's the only thing about that. I'm not going to, I don't have any other opinions about any other coaches at this time. Let's just wait and see how that plays out. But personally, I don't have a problem with McDaniels. All right, now it's time for our pick six segment. On second down from the Minnesota 25, second and six, snap to Favre, has time, pump fake, now, in as he throws, the right, left side, it's intercepted, down the right sideline, it's Desmond Bishop to the house, a pick six, 32-yard return, touchdown Green Bay! C.J. Wilson taking Brett Favre to the ground as he threw it, Desmond Bishop with the pick six. This week in our pick six segment, we don't have any games from last week to review again because we didn't have an episode to predict anything. However, I will just state to, to recap at least our games from two weeks ago in week eight. We went three for three in week eight. So that brings our overall record to 22, 18, and one. So let's just jump right into week 10 predictions here. We have a NFC North matchup, Lions and Bears. Oh my Yes, I did it. So that is a noon central, one eastern start. It's in Chicago. The Bears are six and a half point favorites. The Bears are five and three. Lions, three and five. But sometimes the Lions can come out and surprise you. 
and even, it's not going to be that cold of a game in Chicago on Sunday. They're projecting a high of 41 and mostly sunny. So I don't think the weather will be too much of a factor there for the Lions. So I'm going to take the Lions in this one. They're going to come out and they're going to surprise the Bears and take the victory. But that brings up all the more reason for the Packers to win a game to not fall into last place in the division. Then the Vikings are on a bye this week, so we don't have any game for them. So moving on out of the NFC North and into our first round pick watch, which is looking like it's going to be a late first rounder now after the Saints beat the Rams last week. And they play the Bengals in Cincinnati. The Saints are five and a half point favorites. The Bengals are on a decline. They don't look as sharp as maybe they did at the beginning of the year. They're five and three. It's a one Eastern, 12 Central time start. So look for an easy win for the Saints here in this one. I don't, five and a half point favorites is maybe even a little low on my, in my opinion. I think they should be closer to a seven point favorite at least, and they might win by more. I think two scores is feasible, but it's also in Cincinnati outdoors. And just for fun, let's look this up real quick. It's going to be pretty similar weather in Cincinnati though. Uh, as Chicago, 45 for a high, mostly sunny. So even though it's an away game for Drew Brees, maybe that's what they're thinking. It's a away game for Drew Brees. That's why the line's not so high outdoors. But the Saints are still going to win this one. Then an NFC West matchup with the Seahawks and Saint Seahawks and Rams, excuse me. Seahawks are 4-4. Four and four. Rams are 9.5 point favorites. I'm taking the Rams in this one to take out their anger from losing last week. They're going to take it out on the Seahawks. That's a 325 central time start. So the same time as the Packers. So most of you probably won't be watching that. You'll have to just keep an eye on that score. The major significance of this game is the Seahawks are a game ahead of the Packers in the entire NFC right now. So it'd be a big deal for the Seahawks to lose and for the Packers to win. And then for the Packers to go into Seattle in less than a week. A week from today, I was of this recording, actually, and get the W there. Then, an NFC East matchup. You have the Cowboys and Eagles, and same reason I'm picking this is just because of the NFC playoff picture for the Packers. And the Eagles are 4-4, four and four, Cowboys are 3-5. and five. I don't see the Cowboys being a threat. Philly is 7-point favorites in this one at home. It's the Sunday night football game, and I'm taking the Eagles to take the Cowboys, beat the Cowboys on that one. Then lastly, a similar playoff picture situation here. Redskins and Buccaneers. This is probably my other most bold prediction of the week, and I'm going to take the Buccaneers to beat the Redskins on this one. Buccaneers are 3-5, and five, Redskins are 5-3. and three. Tampa Bay's three-point favorites actually in this one at home. It's a noon central time start, and... If that happens, the Redskins and Eagles will be tied atop of the NFC East. So I'm going to take the Bucks on this one. Fitzmagic does his job at home and torches the Redskins. Then, lastly, the Packers and the Dolphins. Again, it's a 325 Central Time Start, 425 Eastern. For our West Coasters, that's a 125 Pacific Time Start. Packers nine and a half point favorites. Dolphins five and four. Packers three, four, and one. So the Dolphins have a better record, but they play in the AFC. And the Packers are still nine and a half point favorites in Lambeau. So here's my prediction Packers beat the Dolphins 38 17. Yeah, that's a three touchdown advantage for the Green Bay Packers. 38 to 17. 
So I have four touchdowns for Rodgers. That's 28. Touchdown for Jones. That's 35. And a field goal for Mason Crosby. But, like I said, if Alexander gets that pick six, that could push it into the 40s or it could replace one of Aaron Rodgers' touchdowns because we scored it on defense and didn't. that's a one less possession for Rodgers to score. So that's where I'm counting on one of the touchdowns coming for Rodgers is from a an interception, short field, possibly. But if it's pick six instead, we'll take it. All right, that was our pick six segment. Broncos one of three on third down conversions. Orton shifts into the shotgun, setbacks left and right. Packers and Nickel. Larson to the left, McGahee to the right. Here's the snap. Orton looking, throws the left side. Intercepted, Woodson down the sideline to the end zone. Touchdown, Charles Woodson. All right, that was again the pick six segment. Looking forward to a big win for the Packers this week. And while all of Packer Twitter, especially Packer fans, are doom and gloom as we're three, four, and one, try to keep the faith. There are still eight games to go. There's some tough games and there are some easy games. Are we Super Bowl contenders? Do we really want to have a deep playoff push and then just fail miserably before we even make the Super Bowl and then Mike McCarthy stays on? I don't care about that. I was talking to some Spartan fans on Twitter as we are in a situation where if we beat Ohio State, Michigan clinches the Big Ten East and gets to go to the Big Ten Championship game as long as they win out. So do I root for Ohio State to beat Michigan State because my so my rival doesn't get, a, get that chance? And one of the guys commented and said, never cheer against your own team. Never cheer for your team to do bad. Always cheer for your team to win. And that's just what I'm going to do. I'm not going to cheer for my team to lose for a better draft position or to have our coach fired. I'm going to cheer for my team to win, plain and simple, even if it means losing in a deep playoff push. Tell you what, it'll still be more fun this year than losing a bunch. Could it mean McCarthy staying? I don't know. You don't know. So just live in the moment that the Packers are giving us, especially if they go on a run. Live for that moment. It'll be exciting if they can go on a good push here. For the last eight games. So enjoy it. Now, thank you for listening. And remember to follow us on Twitter at 12 Hail Mary on Facebook. I even put the number on Facebook and the call button there. So you can simply just go to our Facebook page, the Rogers Hail Mary Podcast Facebook page, and click the call button. And it'll, especially if you're on your phone already, it'll allow you to send the number right to your phone so that you can make a call, leave us a voicemail. Send us a tweet or text message. Let us hear your thoughts. Very excited about this new way for you guys to reach out to us. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Again, that number is 920-770-2117. 920-770-2117. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Like us. Give us reviews on iTunes. You can also find the podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And of course, we always post the episodes on Twitter, so you can check it out there, and we post them to Facebook. And lastly, I just want to thank everybody for the well wishes with the birth of baby Spooner. It's a girl. We're super excited to have her in the family, and so I just wanted to thank all of you that sent well wishes and being understanding for missing an episode last week. So thank you very much on that. And until next time, after a Packers victory... 
Go, Pack, go. Hunter Bradley, the snap. J.K. Scott down on one knee. I'm extended. Here it is. Placement made. Kick is up. It is good. good. 